Hey, people of the interwebs. Uh, it's me, Brandon Noel. Uh, welcome to the third episode of the Bookies Podcast. This month, uh, we are reading a book called Don't Point That Thing At Me, written by... Kirill Bonfiglioli. And uh, I'm really bad at pronouncing his name, so that's why the internet helped me out with that. Uh, I got a little obsessed with this book. Um, if you've seen the movie Malachi with Johnny Depp, um, which I haven't seen, uh, th- that movie is based off that book. Um, there are three books in the series. I still don't know how I feel about this after, you know, reading the first novel and eventually I'm going to sit down and read the other two. Uh, yeah, don't point that thing at me, written by... Kirill Bonfigliola. Uh, and uh, that's this month's book. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> exactly. Very well, lad. I will no longer be playing the app tonight. Or at least not very often. <laughs> All right, let's uh, go ahead and get going. Where are we going? Um, <laughs> Sorry. Unicorn Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Do we get unicorn poop? No. So, all right, I'm Brandon Noel, publisher, creator of Destiny Comics. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's healed. been three weeks since... It's <laughs> been <laughs> <laughs> three weeks since our last book. <laughs> Okay, sorry. I'm Haley uh, uh, Noel. I am one of the editors on 8-Bit Pulp and a writer and part-time photographer. Ooh, fancy. I know, very fancy schmancy. <laughs> I'm Bonnie Stallard. I'm a writer and co-editor on 8-Bit Pulp. I'm Justin Stallard. I'm Bonnie's husband. <laughs> <laughs> and facilitator of Writers Club. Yes. yes. <laughs> and chef. And chef. And you cannot forget that. Uh, I am Luis Lopez. I'm a writer for 8-Bit Pulp and also for Destiny Comics. I'm Lane Abraham. Uh, I do write for 8-Bit Pulp, but I also illustrate for the stories in 8-Bit Pulp. Also, Wayne is the in-a-world guy. So, you know. <laughs> in a world. In a world. Except I can't do it. It's Wayne's voice. <laughs> Well, um, and you edit. edit. Yeah, 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 I am an editor as well. Yeah. An occasional photographer as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't point that thing at me. I still pronounce the author's name. Call, uh, oh, I meant to write down the pronunciation. Um, <laughs> Carol? Uh, is it Carol Bonfiglioli? Yeah, Carol Bonfiglioli. Uh, I listened to the book on Book on Tape, and so right at the beginning, they give you the proper... Oh, lovely. Oh, nice. Carol Bond. That's really nice for, like... Because a lot of non-Western authors have names that our Western eyes aren't used to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Bonnie, you recommended this book. I, I did. You talked at the I, I had never seen, yeah. or I'd never read the book. I just I recommended it because I'd seen a movie based on it. Um, oh, what do you want me to say about it? <laughs> well, just like general reasons. Uh, yeah. Reasons that I recommended yeah. it. Well, I recommended it because I'd seen a movie that was based on. Or based on it. Mr. Deep in it. Um, Johnny Depp. Johnny yes, Deep. yes, it does have Johnny Depp, Gwyneth Paltrow, Ewan McGregor, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So good actors. As, oh. 
You gotta love um, Paul Bettany as Jock. I've yeah. gotta say, yeah. he's nice. fantastic. I haven't seen the movie, but I kept picturing Stephen Fry in the titular Me too. Well, I can't they describe imagine. Mordecai as being a bit older than he's portrayed in the book, and definitely a bit more pounds on him. Yes. And yeah. also, if you listen to it, because Brandon and I both listen to it on audiobook, mm -hmm. if you listen to the guy who reads it, he sounds very Stephen Fry-ish. Like, right. he sounds like it could have been Stephen Fry who read the book. Was it Simon Prebles that read your version? I don't know. Do you remember who it was? Because that guy's freaking amazing. <laughs> like, it was very... And the cool thing is that he read it in the vein of... It sounded like Stephen Fry from... Uh, or was it Rooster and Jeeves? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's, you know, Love that, that kind show. of voice. Yeah. And even in the book, they, you know, uh, they give that sense of very, it was very, like, he even references the author of Rooster and Jeeves. Right, right. Yeah. So it's, you know, you get that feel. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of what helped me imagine Stephen Fry as a right. main character which, which, listening to the description, or, or, or in my case, reading the description, I would definitely picture someone more like Stephen Fry than um, Johnny Depp, but yeah. I have to say yeah. Johnny Depp was fun in the movie. Now, according uh, to Wikipedia, this is a parody of Wooster and Jeeves. Which I could understand that being yeah. the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, it was very British, very British, to the point I where there were things I didn't catch. For this, but who's Wooster and Jeeves? I'll show you later, honey. <laughs> it's a TV, really good it's TV a, show. Uh, it's a TV show. Sorry, Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. And Hugh Laurie. Okay. It's, okay. A, it's well, part of the reason Hugh Laurie had a hard time getting any drama because uh, acting <laughs> positions because he was so because for the long time. TV show was written. It was books written. Yeah, there were, yeah. There were books. Uh, I have the Wikipedia entry up here, <laughs> but um, it was written by. A uh, Whittle, 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 yes. yes. Which, yes. according to this, the author you know makes a nod to this comparison by having um, Mordecai reference Woodhouse in the novel. Yes, yes, he does. So there, and um, um, but Woodhouse. there was yeah. uh, Hugh Laurie was a big comedian in like that's how he was known in, in England was as a comedian. They wouldn't take him seriously. He had to come to America. Had, to that's why he's acting. Part of the reason why he came. Kind of like Peter Sellers. Nobody yeah. Took him seriously. Kind of uh, why he had to take why he took on House is because <clears> you know he, could do yeah. something he wanted to prove he, he wasn't just a comedian. Stern Jeeves, and then what was the other one uh, um, Black Adder. Black Adder, yes. Yeah. Where so. he plays a great bumbling idiot. Just. Oh he my really god, does. master of that. Also, surprisingly enough, Hugh Laurie, really accomplished musician. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, Great jazz player, yeah. piano, yeah. Blues. 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 Yes. I mean, blues. Yeah. Well, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Did you say potato, potato? Yeah, Potato, tomato, potato, tomato. Yeah, that's what it was. Potato, potato, tomato. I was like, that's literally yeah. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ditzy, I'm not that ditzy. <laughs> okay. She was trying to quote it. It's I was trying to quote it, but didn't do it. Well. <laughs> it's all good. So, okay, don't put that thing at me. What a great yes. title. So it, oh yes, great title. fantastic title. Tons of fun in there. However, you have to get into it. I don't know about anybody else, but every time I sat down to read it, I had to get back into, this is very British, and this has a totally different style than... What I'm used to, and, and unlike the last book we read, which was the, like the easiest reading, slowed <laughs> and everything, this one was like, okay, I'm gonna take some time to take a slice of this book yeah. and chew it slowly because <laughs> I, I listened to it on book on tape audio. Yeah, I had to do it in sections because yeah. it just it, it it throws so much at you so fast, mm -hmm. and you and know, there's I mean there's a lot, and it's funny because at first you were telling me it's a slow start, and I'm like. But in like chapter two, he's being like, 
tortured. <laughs> in chapter three, someone dies. How is this a slow start? And yet I, I got it once I started reading it. I was like, it's just you have to get into yeah. it, because, especially, especially from an American mindset. And, and take into the consideration it was written in the 1970s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I know some British slang of today because I like to watch British shows. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know, I don't even know American slang from the 1970s, the, the much less British slang from the 1970s. About, at least until my Kindle died, is the automatic dictionary in my Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? What killed it? Mm. It's like, yeah. cannot translate anymore. <laughs> <laughs> must kill self. I've been happy to do it on my phone because I went to download onto my Kindle and my Kindle just... What's that Japanese kill? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, for me, it was... Part of my problem was I also listen to it on an audiobook and I'm not an auditorial learner. I've said this before. If someone reads me a story, it's not... Even if it's a great story, I tend to just fade out because I, I cannot, if I, I have to read it, I have to look at the words in order for me to go, okay, cool, I'm reading it. But if I hear a story, I don't always remember what happens. And so that's why it took me until chap, until the chapter where he set sail for America. Mm-hmm. And we, well, set it sail, starts but, getting really yeah. exciting. That's when yeah. it's like, okay, I, that's when I got into it. That's when it was yes. easier for me to listen and follow. It's like, okay, now something's, you know, he's going to America, all this is happening, okay. So well, that's why it took me a while. The, yeah. the, the American chapters are some of my favorites, because I, 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 I didn't make it all the way through a second time, but I'm, you know. I didn't we, make it all the way through once, I'll be honest. Yeah. I recommended the book and didn't quite finish. Yeah. So, thanks, um, Bonnie. Yeah, but yeah, my we, bad. I, you know, script, right? The, we right. pay for script, and that's why we got it on audio is, because it was available on audio, but not available as a written, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I would have read read it yeah. if I could have, but audio um, was, I get but it. But yeah, it's, it was, there are some moments in that book that are hilarious. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. And I then was, there's other moments where you just want to sit down and bawl almost. <laughs> yeah. You know, where he yeah. has to yeah. kill his best friend by pushing his head You're under like, the quicksand. Oh my gosh, that's oh, so depressing. I was reading it out loud to Justin and today just, as we were trying oh. to finish. And it was all I could do not to just burst into tears. I'm like, what? Like, we have to, Mordecai has to keep going, and I have to keep going, because we have a deadline. We've got a book club tonight. I've got to finish this. And I'm like, but John Chester. <laughs> the death of Jock is heartbreaking. Yeah. Or it's so awful. sad. Oh. Like, and Jock just accepts it, you know? Yeah, yeah. you got to do this for me. you got to do this. Do this. Very, 30 minutes. very yeah. finished, very proper. Like, just do it. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, very you can do stiff it. upper lip. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I will say, going through it a second time, it was a lot better for me going through it a second time once I knew what I was expecting and once I, I, I had gotten the feel for the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second time was a lot easier. The first time I was like pulling teeth. Second time I was like, okay, I, I can get into yeah. it now kind of. You know? uh, something I noticed that up until he goes to the Americas, you, you, you get this, in, he's kind of this whiny, typical, well I shouldn't say typical, but you know, the British nobleman. But then he goes to the Americas, and you get this idea where, well, maybe he's a little more capable than you thought, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And, and then especially when he gets back, and he's, he spends the time in Ireland, and he goes and gets his pistol and all that, you realize he's actually more capable and had a more humble upbringing than he, uh, than you. You know, I kept the track of everything that, <laughs> as far as I was concerned. Uh, things that didn't pay off, subplots and stuff mm-hmm. that never get solved. And, but he mentions early on his brother, mm-hmm. and that actually does get resolved. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that was like ooh, like where that ended up. 
you know, the, I didn't expect that. Yeah. I, I think one thing that I, I, I liked as someone who enjoys food, and yet so half the things I didn't understand what he was saying because it's British. Um, and, and at the same time, it was like, okay, every single day. Like, he describes pretty much every single meal he has, every single day. And every single every, outfit. Every single outfit, yes. yes. Very, very British. And so, you know, some of the things like, oh, you know, and I had this and I had that. And then I went there and I had a wonderful lunch and I don't remember what it was. And then, you know, at one point, but like, he just describes everything uh, like, uh, that yeah. he ate. Like, because it's so critical to the storyline. And this freak eats Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, it made me think of my dad, who's sitting across the table from me right now, waiting for him being my dad, who is a cook and a chef, and he's one of the people that if there's a new restaurant in town, everybody's like, have you tried it yet? Because we're not going to eat there until we know what you think of it. Um, <laughs> who he'll describe his meals and send us pictures of what he's fixed for meals and stuff. So yeah. in that sense, I'm like, oh, I, I ran into dad. you one day at Starbucks, and, and you were like, look at this donut I found. <laughs> he showed me a picture on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> and he started drooling. I was, yeah. I was like, admittedly, that looks like a I will good say, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought about going to Go-Go Dogs, but eventually I will go there because Wayne is today. I was like, ah. Oh. Sounds pretty interesting. I'll, there, I'll give it a try. There's a one bit after he's in America where he eats the um, the what, something cowboy meal, a big thick steak, coffee, bacon, and he forces himself to eat this huge meal. And the end of it, he goes, "Not all um, representatives of England are in an embassy or something like that." Because he <laughs> impressed the the cook and stuff. Right. Yeah, the natives were impressed by this Englishman they thought <laughs> might eat a. Quarter of the meal, and he consumes the entire thing. Any anything to do with food, I'm I am on that. Like, like not to jump onto a different book, but the descriptions of the food in the Hunger Games were some of my favorite parts of the book. Yeah, yeah, see that. Good books. Okay, so let's look quick and go around the table, talk about our favorite parts or maybe least favorite parts if you have one. I know. Let's, let's do the favorites before we do the. Okay, let's do the favorites before we get the press. Okay, Bonnie, Bonnie, start since what, it was your what book. Did you like? What was your? What did well, you like? Well, I kind of already mentioned a little bit. Like, I, I liked um, the fact that he he mentions all his food and outfits and stuff, which you know, some things I'm like, well, I don't even know what that is, and sometimes my Kindle couldn't tell me because it wasn't. It wasn't. It was too British. It wasn't. It wasn't American English enough for my. It just counteracted WTF, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I cannot find this in my lexicon. No, anyway. no, it just doesn't show. Like if you 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 go to the front of a word, it'll show the definition either at the top or the bottom. You know, so and it'll just it just won't show you anything. It's just blank, and you're like, um, but that wasn't helpful. But there are things. There are things that he says, and the way he describes things that are hilarious. Oh yes, some of those. Um, Oh, I highlighted things. I know I can't do everything, but okay, this one made me laugh a lot. So, let's see. He's a little upset. Um, he, it's been a rough day. There's all these things that have been going on. He's still in England though, oh. and um, it's the day that he's he's gone out or he's woke up early. Okay, and Jacques already gone. He says. He's done a few things. He says, I thought of dropping in at Farm Street to catch one of those rattling Jesuit sermons, but felt that might be too dangerous in my present mood. The sweet logic and lucidity of high-powered Jesuits works on me like a siren song, and I have a dread that one day I shall be saved, like a menopausal woman. How Mrs. Spawn would laugh. Do they really wash you in the blood of the lamb, or is that just the Salvation Army? 
<laughs> Which Justin and I started laughing out loud because partly because I work at the Salvation Army. My husband works at the Salvation Army. And second, because it was just hilarious. He's you know, he's so upset that someday he might be saved, you know. He's sure it'll happen someday, but he's still fighting against it. And he thought maybe today, if I went today I'm gonna get saved, I'm not gonna go, you know. Um, which was just fun. And oh, and and I did one of the words it did show me was ziz. Z I Z Z. It's yes. a short nap. It's very British. So it's a nap. I kind of figured it must be a nap from of context, some sort from context, yeah, yeah. but I did look it up. It means nap. <laughs> Which is funny because it's, if you take out the I, it's the letters for sleeping. Z Z Z, you know? In all the cartoons, Z Z Z. Oh my god. That's how they get worse. I've never connected that before. But anyhow, there were things like that. So there's things that. I didn't get like there's still sections where I'm like I just I don't even know what that was. Like the poems at the beginning. Some of the poems were. I was going to bring that up. Um, some of them I just started. Most of them. The I, just, I love poetry, and some of them I'm like, just like. What are you I, talking about? Sometimes the poet poem made sense. Like okay. Yeah. I see why it fits into this time, chapter, but sometimes it just. Sometimes it felt seemed, like the author was just being pompous. Yes. Oh my gosh, just add it on. Just I like, just faded out. I like poetry. And, 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 I'm going to add a poem at the beginning of each of my chapters. The further you get into the book, the longer the poems oh get. Oh my goodness, yeah. yes. That's the, the, the point where I, where I was, the poems are almost a page long. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, and they made no sense. <laughs> very old, old poems. Very old. Yeah. I just faded out when you read them. I studied English literature a lot. Uh, I have multiple volumes of English poetry in my library. And these are ones I don't even recognize. Very obscure. Even he brings up the character, like, because, you know, we were talking before we were recording, there's that poem where he's like, oh, before every time I go on, a, mm -hmm. I have this meal from this obscure yeah. poem, the the French bread, as long as you're on, yeah. the, you know. And it, it felt like showing off a little bit but it made sense for that to fit into the story with Mordecai. Yeah. At the beginning of each chapter, it felt like Carol um, von Figlio or whatever was showing off. Mm -hmm. Carol von Figlio. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. Let's call him Figgy. Figgy works. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, what was your favorite part, Justin? Um, I like how every now and again in the book, he would just talk about uh, uh, now, if you're a well-read reader, or you're, if you're reading this, you're reading well under your station, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. He would throw those in at the most random manly places. Manly English reader. <laughs> and, yes, manly English reader. And he would go on some of his descriptions of things. Uh, for instance, where is the best place to have sex and where not to have sex? <laughs> Which sometimes I think I would have to completely disagree with him. <laughs> because it just wouldn't make any sense at all. But, that was funny. Uh, th those, those are some of my favorites. Is just his descriptions of the things and the, the, the average readers. And, and it, was, it, was it just me or was there an air of bisexuality to yes, Mordecai? I think there was. A little bit. A little bit, it. yeah. I can see it. Because there's one part where he's looking at the, the, the woman on the horse and he goes, I haven't had the urge to sleep with a woman in a long time. Mm -hmm. And you get the idea that, like, no, he's still sexually active, just hasn't been with women in yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of well, course, he, of course he the blackmail was he, all... He has a reason yeah. for why he hasn't, why he's not very, hasn't been thinking of women, because his 
16 ounces of scotch before bed every night. Yeah, that <laughs> was funny. That was funny. 16 oh my goodness. ounces of scotch. Yes. Um, and and uh, oh, what was that? Uh, Jock <laughs> described it as uh, the. Oh, the Brewer's Drip. Brewer's Drop. Brewer, Brewer, yes. Yeah, Brewer's Drop. Brewer's Droop or something like that. Yeah, Dropper or Drop or something. Yes, yeah. You know. Dripper or Drooper. It was, had to do with his... Uh, so that, that might be why he, he hadn't thought about uh, sleeping with a woman for a while because mm-hmm. he just didn't have the urge anymore. Then it went and it was like fitting a marshmallow into a... I'm fitting a warm marshmallow into a money slot. Yes. Oh, that's an image that I hope to forget. <laughs> that is one of those descriptions. Every now and again you see stuff like that and you're like, oh. Yeah. Yes. Well, the funny part about that one is he's talking to another man. Yeah. And the other man's like, I understand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was an old Italian. Uh, yeah. And for some reason when Bonnie read that particular bit, she did the Italian with an Irish accent, which made it completely weird. It was written that way. He was he was I read it the way it was written. I know an Italian accent, but he was written like the way he was saying certain things, his, he added R's in. That is not Italian, that is Irish. <laughs> okay, how about you, Liz? Uh, I liked all of the Britishisms, the, the wit, the charm, the offhand cruelty, the, the stout <laughs> lip. Like, like, I just, I, I kept getting this impression of, because um, the movie, of course, stars Johnny Depp, and I kept getting these callbacks to like another Johnny Depp movie, The Ninth Gate, wherein he plays another. He's not he's not an art thief, but he's like a rare book shady dealer kind of person. And I'm like, oh, I see. This is oh oh all right. <laughs> um, but I just I liked I liked all the all the descriptions of things using words that I was not used to at all. Right. <laughs> so it, it was it was kind of expanding as far as my repertoire. Yeah, there were words, not just the British words, just words that I'm like I've never seen this word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I, I I just had to look up. Yeah, I was really you, glad I was reading it on a Kindle where I could do that yeah. as I was reading. You can kind of watch the rise and fall of certain words as far as like literary trends go, and mm-hmm. and this one from the 1970s was very representative of that. Yes. Yeah, I had a hard time like you know when I first went through it, I didn't know when it was written. Enough. Yeah, and you don't always get. He never tells you what year it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had a hard time placing it because he mentions World War Two several times. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, and then when he's in America, you have like a Vietnam protest. Yeah, like it was really hard for me to place it. But I believe like after well, the the one guy says the last time you were here to ask me for liquor was in 1956 or something like that. Yeah, and so You're like, yeah, I was thinking, well, maybe it's a little later. I think because I was thinking maybe it's more in the 60s, but. He was a child at that time, so it, it was yeah. really hard to place the, the timetable. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that they smoked on the airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, not modern. They're smoking cigars on the airplanes. Thank that you for was, smoking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne. Wayne. Um. Hmm. The uh, we're talking about the parts we particularly mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll go around the second time with. Issues. Um, <laughs> well, I pretty much, I pretty uh-huh. much, uh, Bonnie wasn't done reading it, and she loaned me her Kindle because I hadn't scored a copy yet. Oh, okay. So she loaned it to me on a Friday night. I started reading it on Saturday afternoon. I finished it up at 3 a.m. Sunday morning. <laughs> So that Sunday she could swing by and pick it up and continue reading it. Right. 
So uh, I pretty much did it cover to cover with maybe two breaks. That it, sounds painful. I'm so sorry. And like Bonnie says, it's, it's the words uh, that are used and the manner in which they His are used. His voice, yeah. You... I mean, it's first person, so he has it, a definite voice. Yeah. yeah, it is first person, and and that you had to chew on them, masticate them a bit before you start digesting the meaning, as it were, and to uh, try to consume the whole thing in that that short of a time was was a uh, you know it was like him trying to eat that Texan breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I know I know there were parts of it that I chuckled at and parts that I found amusing and uh, a lot of that was okay one of my favorite scenes is when uh, what was it Matt Matt Matson Martland 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 the detective the detective where Jacques had beat him up the night before punched him in the mouth and it's, it's the next day and, and Mordecai is like I just want to burrow back under the covers and go go to bed and, and Jacques goes oh he's downstairs you know oh definitely I'm going to go and he says you should see his face it's a real pretty color <laughs> and he says okay I'll get up for that <laughs> you want to see those nice shiny bruises yeah uh, I enjoyed that part very much that, that, that was one of those standout moments the thing I was wondering about that when he says Jock says you should see the color of his mush is it mush or mush I said, I'm mush because mush. mush is an old for face okay mm-hmm. so I wasn't like, sure you, about you know that. you hit him in the mush yeah. uh, didn't he describe it like uh, Two drops of soy sauce in some like, in a bowl of gravy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> gravy soup in a bowl of gravy soup. Gravy soup, yes, yeah. gravy soup. Two drops of soy sauce. The two drops of soy sauce are the eyes, and the gravy soup is the rest of the multicolored textured <laughs> face. face. Yes. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Um, okay, Brandon. Uh, there was one line I wrote down. One should only have a sense of impending doom. When one is constipated. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, that line stuck with me. Yeah. And he, he describes the inner workings of his bowels multiple times <laughs> in this book. It's fascinating with the I mean, it's, a, it's a fascinating uh, subject. <laughs> you know, after, his, after he's eaten something or and this or that, and then, he, and, and then you find out, oh, he breath. has ulcers. No wonder he has ulcers. <laughs> yeah. The diet that, that he, he has. Eats, yeah. He's not just overly concerned with his intestinal tract. I just basically liked everything in America. Like all his... Forget Britain. Let's do America stuff. Which is so unlike me because I am such an Anglophile. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think that's... like For me, that's where the book picked up. was uh, From the time he got on the plane and he's talking about... You know, the guy sitting next to him, and he's just like, 
I, I should be suspicious of him. Well, maybe I shouldn't be suspicious. You know, he kind of goes back yeah. and forth about whether or not he should be suspicious of this guy who's sitting next to him. And um, it, it, it was kind of, like you said, going again, going back to the dialogue, he talks about the guy having a gun under his armpit. Mm-hmm. And... I, to me, like, I kept thinking, under his armpit, that's got to be so uncomfortable. Like, I'm, like that's, you know, my thinking. And then, to me, I wanted to think, oh, he probably means, like, a whole Like a shoulder holster. Yeah, yeah, you know, but I just, that's what kept made me thinking, like, you know, because just the way he wrote it, that's what made me yeah. think of was actually under the armpit. Yeah, it's kind of an odd way to describe it. Like, a shoulder holster, you think of more along your rib cage yeah, than cage. directly in your armpit. Yeah, like, I well, never you know, thought about some it. Some of the uh, shoulder holsters they had back then... Uh, for small automatics, would put it right yeah. up under your armpit. Yeah. So, you know. But I think my favorite scene, and it's gonna sound like really weird, but is he slept with the woman, like the guy's wife, and he's like, "So when's your husband coming?" Oh, he's in the next room. And he's like, "What? We just I, what? Oh, we just did all that, and your husband's in the next room? Don't worry, he's dead." And it's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this, and I'm like, I have no idea how I feel about this. Like, part of me wants to laugh, but part of me is like, if I were him, I'd be mortified. Like, there's more to cut. There's a line in that where he's like, there's no way he slept through that. There's no way he slept through that. (laughs) And it's like, oh, he's dead. What? And he goes, yeah, he's dead. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Like, that, uh, okay, what? (laughs) That whole bit, I was like, I I found that, like, a lot funnier than I probably should have found it, because it's really a morbid scene. I mean, there's a place for dark humor. Yeah, it's definitely a dark humor type thing. I I think one one reason that the visit to America is a favorite part is because we're on familiar territory, and... You're getting his reaction to America, yeah. which is fun. It's fun it was because fun in the it's movie his too, first visit. Actually, they did. They had America. fun with that in the movie too. Actually, and so you're movies. you're getting his his reaction to all these American things that are just not British. <laughs> <laughs> There's At a all. line where he's driving through the Panhandle of Mexico or uh, Texas, uh-huh. which we've driven through, oh. and mm-hmm. he goes, "This was very thrilling for a young man who." Uh, stayed up late listening to the Lone Ranger. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of good. He brings out like a certain kind of almost nostalgia for things that we kind of take for granted. You know? Right. Because yeah. I, I don't really think of Texas that way anymore. <laughs> Mostly because like once on a family vacation trip, we, we spent... I'm not kidding. Three days driving through Texas. It takes yeah. that long to drive. It, it is that yes. big. Well, you think about driving through the Panhandle. Yeah. it seems yeah. like it takes an entire day, when, yeah. even it, though it only takes a couple that's hours. That's why it's like it, there's a time back. Here. It surprises me every time I think Step about English. Every <laughs> time I think about English, like the, them driving. Like, it's like a couple hours, they've been through three countries. Yeah. And I'm like, a couple hours? I'm in Vegas. Okay, yeah. that's from California to Vegas, and that's because they're kind of close together. That's four hours from me, I can get from Hemet, California to to um, Vegas. Yeah. You know, like, that. that's four hours. Four hours, they've been, like, you know, through Ireland, Scotland, maybe part of England. I don't know. Like, yeah. I even looked it up once. I, I found out that England, from top to bottom, just, you know, is... Like half the size of California, top to bottom. You can ride it in less than a day. And I'm sitting there like, this is so like, and they rule us. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, exactly. It's like that blew my mind. Was 
when I found that out. I was like, I can't even get out of California in nine hours. I'm, I'm in San Francisco in nine hours. Yeah. Yeah. The narrowest point is uh, where England and Scotland come together is, what, 40 miles across? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and, and that whole area of the United Kingdom is, like, just so just culturally diverse for such a relatively small, you know, area. Like, I think because they're so to close together, you know? Yeah. Because they're so close together, you can get all these countries, and you can drive through all these countries in a fairly short amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to us. Like, me and Brandon drove to Texas. It took us a couple of days to get even partway through Texas. Not even, right. mm-hmm. not even like, you know, but, you know. A favorite cookbook of mine has the little witty sayings and poems string through it. And one of them is, the sun has ris, the sun has set, and here we is in Texas yet. From the west coast to eastern Oklahoma multiple times. And, uh, you can do that drive in 22 hours, but it seems like most of it is taken up traveling through Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, um, all right, Bonnie. Yes. Negativity or negative parts. Um, I was trying to look up something that I wanted to comment that I liked, but I can't, I'm not finding. I didn't uh, mark it. Well, there's several, okay, before I go to the day, there were several times throughout the book where he'd say something like, because like, you're getting what he's thinking, mm-hmm. you know, because he'll tell you what he's thinking and then he'll, so he'll say, so, yeah, so he'll be like, I should remark sarcastically. So, blah, 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 I said sarcastically, you know, <laughs> you know or however, and it would it just, I, it made me, it made me smile because he's just told us, or just what, that he's thought he should say something in this manner or say something along these lines and then he'd do it. Mm-hmm. So he just is repeating himself and yet it was funny. I found it humorous. Um, as a writer, I would, normally avoid writing something like that because it would be monotonous or whatever, but the way he wrote it was humorous. It was fun. I think um, some of the the negative points for me was just um, normally I don't have such a hard time getting into a book when I pick it up. With the exception being the first several hundred chapters of the Lord of the Rings, the <laughs> okay. Chapters or pages? No, several hundred pages. Sorry, several hundred pages. I'm like, how many chapters? You like chapters, okay? <laughs> the very beginning. Say, it's a long song. So many songs about to. <laughs> the very beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring is really slow. It is full of description, totally wordy, and I have many friends who I've said, "Oh, you will love the Lord of the Rings," even before the movies came out, you know, or as the movies were coming out. And I'm like, you should read them. They're great books. They're like, well, I tried to do one something. Then you have to read past the first 600 pages. After that, it's nonstop action. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to get past well, I, the first five or 600 I started, pages. I started The Lord of the Rings <laughs> three years ago. Right. And, and the thing is, is that first that first section is just... Uh, it is an adventure to Mordor. But, but for me, especially, like I, I felt this pressure of, I haven't finished this book, and I'm the one who suggested it, and I was trying so hard to finish today, and I still didn't finish and I felt a little bit of failure in that aspect <laughs> because I'm the one who like suggested the book. And, but for me, every time I picked it up, it was just like I had to work to get it, my brain back it into a it. Chore. it. It was yeah. a bit. It was a bit. And yet, I mean, once I was into it, it was fun and it was action filled and you know all this. But I had to get my mindset back into this mm-hmm. Englishman's head. You know, I was like, I have a better time. Like, I, I, I'm an actor. Okay, my degree is in theater. I've I've had 
it was it was worse than trying to get into character for any play I've ever done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just makes ah. me think of that line. I for, oh, not the line, but it was a quote. I forget who quote who said it, but it was like. Moby Dick is the greatest book I've ever started. <laughs> right. So you tell me that's what we mean. Think of was it's the greatest book I've ever started. And don't worry, I intend to finish the parts that I didn't quite finish, but because I'm just stubborn that way. But um, I I didn't find it slow at first. Uh, I having watched the movie was picturing people from the movie, and yet. The book and the movie are completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> they end completely different. They, yes, it's co- it's absolutely completely but, different. Um, and I highly recommend the movie. It just for a joyful. Unfortunately fun for wrong. me, when I read through that portion where Jacques is running up and down the stairs they naked. Did. Oh God! I've yeah. seen the movie. <laughs> Paul Bentney plays Jacques. And so we've I'm already seen the man Jacques naked in Night's Tale. So. Running up and down <laughs> the stairs. Picturing Paul. Oh my Lord! <laughs> I don't need to see this. I don't picture Paul Bustini as Jock at all. No, he was great I'm in sure the movie. He was. In the but yes, I mean when I read the book, I don't picture Johnny Depp as as, as Mordecai. Mordecai. No, I don't either. I the voice that I hear in my head is more along the lines of Kelsey Grammer or somebody like that, mm-hmm. and, and somebody with that physique as somebody, well. Yeah, yeah, but not yeah. Johnny Depp. But yeah, but so it was hard. Every time I pay, maybe I should have just plowed through it like you did, Wayne, because um, I would have been in that in voice the in the zone, as it were. But it, but I just versus stopping versus and stopping and starting it because getting started every time was like like driving an old car that just <laughs> <laughs> you finally once you get to sixty you're good, but it takes a million <laughs> years to get there, you know. Um, it's like and then you, when you put it down, you don't know if it's going to start again. It might not go, it might stall. Um, so that, I think, was my um, most negative part of aspect of the book. Uh, yeah. I have to agree with Bonnie on that one. There, I, There's only one other book that I can remember where I literally had to force myself to read it, and that was The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. It, it just... You know, it, didn't, it, didn't, fl- it didn't flow for yeah. me. And this book is the same way. And I haven't got necessarily to the ending yet. Uh, although Wayne tells me it's a oh, horrible oh. cliffhanger. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. We'll go another round about, about the ending. The yeah. plot and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but but that, that was my main thing. Is just, it, 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 and it's not... Hey there. Uh, this is me interrupting me. While you are listening uh, to the Bookies podcast, I just want to say thank you for listening. Please let people know about this podcast. This is just a, a, a blast. I think I speak for everyone on, on the podcast when I say we're all having a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, the lights, uh, they don't stay on by themselves. So, uh, if you could go to destinycomics.com, buy a book, buy a print, all that really helps us keep doing stuff like that. And uh, if you were to use the promo code DON'T, capitalize D-O-N-T, DON'T, all this month you get 10% off because you are a listener of the Bookies Podcast. Yes, you brave citizen are a listener to this podcast and therefore we give you 10% off all purchases at destinycomics.com
That's Destiny Comics, C-O-M-I-X dot com. And uh, just thank you. Uh, thank you for listening to this, and uh, thank you for being an awesome person. Some people would say it would be the, Brit- the Britishisms and stuff, which that I That was fun, yeah. I don't yeah. mind the Britishism, but it just... Uh, it, it, it was work to read. It really was, yeah. <laughs> I, I fear that we may all be in agreement on that. <laughs> We're done. While, we just talked about all the Yeah, because while it was genuinely enjoyable to try to look up the Britishism and and, and try mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, okay, they're using it in in this instance, it did slow down my reading quite a bit because right. I had to stop and go, oh, I don't know what this word is. Let me look this up. <laughs> So the one way you almost feel stupid, like yeah, just like, it, like and none of us at this table are stupid. Yeah, we're <laughs> all very well read, very well read, very intelligent people. But when you get well, hey, let's not go over <laughs> relatively <laughs> Okay, relatively. But, yes. but then you read books like this, and you're like, okay, half these words I've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. and it could just because it was seventies British, and, and so you know seventies British slang. Yeah, right. So, that was the Zoom. thing, the slang. Well, yeah, yeah. So you're like. I feel like I just don't know anything right now. I, I, feel, I feel like I was using every bit of, of you know, in school, in, in literature classes, where now figure out the word in context yeah, before yeah. you look up in the dictionary. <laughs> or can you, <laughs> if you can't figure out in context, okay, the prefix means this. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, oh. And, and for me, when I was in grade school, my grandfather made a point to make sure that I could read Chaucer Ooh. and the Old English. Your grandfather's and, hardcore. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he did some homeschooling. And uh, I'm horribly out of practice, but I still like to think that I can muddle my way through. Yeah. And some of these things are like, uh, right over my head. Well, this is not Chaucer's. No. no. <laughs> it's not old English. No. no. As far, yeah. is, I think uh, it would have been better if it was Chaucer. It was understood it Reading better. above our station. Below our station. Out of our time period as well. Uh, yeah. When? I think, yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. It, um, I, I, I can agree on on the language and not knowing what a lot of the words meant. Uh, since I was bullying my way through it from start to finish. You receive it, an award? Yeah, no, standing I, ovation. I did, this month, outstanding student. I, I did not try to look up yeah. all of those words. I used context uh and gleaned a lot from context. And the rest of it said, ah. But there was a lot of it that I had no clue. I just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> I had some of that too. Don't worry. Where's the, the, the mechanic who... Spinoza. You know, I was like, he's missing the top lip. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yes, okay. That's why he sounds like that. Um, I kept track of plot holes. Oh dear! Let's, let's I wish there were many. Things not explained. I did say or, it was Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things not explained or paid off. The American general with the loose-fitting uniform. I thought that was going to come back. Uh, yeah, I thought okay. Yeah. 
maybe he's not. Maybe he just, you know. I yeah, know. exactly. They make a no, point. apparently. He's fitting uniform. I've yeah. never seen America with a loose fitting. Yeah, it doesn't fit. Yeah. I thought that was coming back. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, for someone who was so, like, in-depthly descriptive about, like, his own clothing. And all uh-huh. that. <laughs> that was important. Not only it felt that, important. Not only that, but his own, like, what he eats every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The 3 a.m. burglary. Yeah, that what the heck? Off, Whatever right? happened with that? Who knows? We don't he know. He had what a big conk on the head, and unfortunately, we pictured Paul Bettany naked. But yeah. aside from that, <laughs> we're given we're given a possible explanation that maybe this was a burglar who was planting something, planting something, or taking or, something quick yeah. that had just arrived. But we never, never find out what or why. Never the Texan on the airplane, right? The, the second you get that Texan on the airplane, he's going to Texas. I'm like. That asshole's the driver of the, the powder blue Buick. Like, right, right, you're expecting I'm that. Like, That's, to be, yeah. You know, nope, not that, not that. The uh, squeaky, squeaky diplomat at the airport. Right. You know, because like English diplomat at the airport, squeaking, being yelled at. Yeah, you, you know. thought something would go. Yeah. yeah. Bud, the taxi driver. Okay. That he's introduced. We spent an entire chapter with Bud, the taxi driver, <sighs> going to strip clubs, all that kind of stuff. Never comes back. Which I'm okay with that because I mean he was just a taxi yeah. driver. It's not like yeah. If there are any other plot holes, I I missed them. <laughs> well, like well, you said earlier, the manuscript. Oh yes. The the manuscript when when he's in the paint cave, mm-hmm. he slips out and takes the manuscript of the events and drops it off in the post to his decorator friend, so mm-hmm. she will have it. And then the story continues for another, I don't know, 20, 30 pages. Yes. A good half a chapter or something. After a that, or two. to How? the cliffhanger ending where it's like, okay, I can sit here and wait till they throw the cyanide gas canister in here and die. Or I can go out on a blaze of glory and they're going to cut me down. Either way, I'm dead. So <laughs> how do we know about this part of the story? Yeah. And yes. how did Martin find him? Yeah, how did Martin That's find him in the cave? Because the he, first half of the book is him outsmarting Martin. Yeah, and Martin. Yeah, and then he spends all this time in Ireland, <clears throat> healing, growing his hair out, looking at disguise. I mean, he, he, they were here for like five weeks or longer. Five, like, yeah. yeah. Just in Ireland. They didn't find them then. They didn't find him until after his disguise is complete. And, and how the heck did they find him? And that's how they yeah. How did they find him? Like that's, seriously, that's good, yeah. you know, and even and even after that, he does goes through all this stuff to get away, and then he's in this cave for a while. Mm-hmm. How did they get him in the cave? Like, there's no. He'd gotten rid of all the bugs. He'd gotten rid of all. No. Just like so, just so you know, if you read this book, I hope you like Swiss cheese. Just saying. Um, <laughs> there, I, I got a little obsessed with this. I have three Wikipedia pages open up in front of me. <laughs> Go for it. The first book comes out 1973. The second book, because there's three in the series, technically four, five if you count them all. Um, <laughs> or, uh, that sounds like the, that sounds like it's as complicated as the plot. The plot. Yeah. <laughs> because there's another book called The Great Mustache Mystery that came out in 1999 that it was halfway written and the author passed away and oh, somebody okay. finished it for him. Well, hell, that's kind of what happened um, with Douglas Adams, that must right? Be what yeah. the movie was about. The, the great the, that must be why they had, a, why they the, had he had this whole mustache in the movie, in the movie. Oh. and it was part of the thing in the movie that he'd grown out this mustache. Or there's a great the last book's the great mustache mystery. 
Um, but it's Don't Point That Thing at Me. comes out in 1973. The next one, Something Nasty in the Woodshed, 1976. So you got to wait three years to figure out that he even survived. <laughs> um, and then I read the first chapter of Something Nasty in the Woodshed. It does not pick up right at the, <laughs> with the cave. It, takes, it starts off with him in New Jersey in America. So I, do, I didn't keep going. I'm sure if I went down that rabbit hole, <laughs> somewhere, someone, he would have explained He'll address how. it, yeah. He would we have hope. Been, we we hope. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. There's nothing on Wikipedia about how they, you know. Yeah, solve that. Uh, solve that mystery. Um, and then in 1979, After You with the Pistol is the third book. Mm-hmm. There's a fourth book that's a series of short um, Just uh, short stories, short, right? Just short stories. Um, all that tea in China, and then the last one comes out in '99, um, posthumously. Right. Um, now, I, according to Wikipedia, this is a part of a series. Like, there's the series, but there's a type of novel that I was unfamiliar with. How do you pronounce this? The the picaresque. Picaresque novel. Are you familiar with these? I've never heard about it, but a picaresque novel. It's a Spanish kind of thing for rogue, and it's about the, there's a whole series of novels devoted to the underprivileged gentleman thief. Okay. And so that's, according to Wikipedia, that's where Mordecai fits fits as a subgenre. Okay. But I got obsessed with, you know, like... What the heck? What the heck happened here? Where did this come from? And I, like I said, I, I went and started the next book. I still don't know, you know, how the cave situation was resolved. Resolved. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what, At the what, whole point of the reason that we picked the other Discworld book was well, because the first one was a cliffhanger. Yeah. And here I recommend a book, and it's I'm sorry. A cliffhanger. Fail. So, yeah, I think for me. <laughs> That's what I hated most about the book. Like, I mean, it wasn't a bad book overall. Just, I mean, if you didn't mind the plot holes. But that was... Unsatisfactory ending. That was the thing I did not like at all. Because I felt like, oh, okay, this means I have to read another one. And Brandon says, oh, they never, as far as I know, resolve it. And that, I mentioned, you know, before we started the podcast, talking earlier, that's the only reason why I read the entire Twilight saga. Not because I liked it, but because I hate... Not starting, finishing not something. finishing like a storyline. I needed the ending. I needed to know how it resolves, even though I don't like Twilight at all. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed this book except for the end. And yeah. when I got to the end, I felt like I felt the first time I saw Monty Python <laughs> and the Holy Grail. Cheated. Yes. Cheated. Yes. Angry. Why wow. did you show me this movie? Why did you make yes. me watch this? That's, you know, That's X amount of minutes that <laughs> my life I will never have back. And it wasn't until the third or fourth viewing that I began yeah. to appreciate it and enjoy it. Which yeah. I've said before, I think I'm the only You're one. You're welcome. <laughs> this is my get back, unintentionally, but that's okay, at you for the first time you showed me Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. Which I think like I was 20 ten. years later. I was 10. I was 10, okay? She was lying. I yelled late. at him. Why did you show me this movie that was stupid? It didn't have a good ending, blah, blah, blah. Of course, now I quote it and think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. the first time I watched it, 
The only person I know who wasn't ticked off was Maylene. Yeah. The first I, time she watched it. I'm the it. only one I know who loved it even the first time I saw it. Everyone else was like, that was stupid. I go, watch it like two or three more times. I swear yeah. you will think it gets it's funnier. It gets funnier. You get to quote it. I had, a, I had a similar reaction to the first viewing of Monty Python. Yeah. It just kind of ends. And, and, and I kind of now don't like cliffhanger endings, which sucks because the last three things I've submitted for the pulp as far as the story that I'm writing have ended in like cliffhanger chapters and now I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a coaching session later, Lewis, okay? Yeah, I, It'll be all right. kind of self-loathing. I, I didn't watch Monty Python until I was 39, so... Uh, I, I, we yeah. can forgive you. I, 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 I had many years of... Uh, hearing it quoted? Hearing it quoted, yes. And how does that and make like, you feel? What does that mean? <laughs> and so then I watch it and I'm like, okay, I understand, I understand, and like, what the hell? <laughs> and it was his lovely wife who made him watch it. Yeah. That, but yeah, how everyone else at this table felt when I first watched Money Final. That's how I felt reading this book. I was like, "This is the stupidest thing ever. Why? Why did I do <laughs> this? this? Why, why did I vote for this book? I have never voted for a book just because I like the title again. <laughs> because that's honestly the appeal. It had a really good title. It has a really good yeah. title. <laughs> that was the bulk of the appeal to the story. It had extreme appeal. Yeah, and yeah. See, this is one reason why I nominate books I've read. Yes, yes, yes. I will be nominating a book I have already read tonight, just yes. so you know. That was in the, the rules when we set up the... It was not. It was not. No, no, no. The rule was, was you can't recommend a book you know is going to be horrible. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, I, was, and I read up, and I, I read you guys some of the things, and yeah, it yeah. said there's potholes, but the characters are worth it. The characters were fun. Yeah. Oh, the characters were well done characters. Parts of it. Oh yeah, and like, yeah. and realistically, Jacques we can't awesome. we yeah. can't fault you for recommending a book that you've never read. It's, right. it's yeah. an adventure. It is an adventure, <laughs> and I think that and and the fact that it was it's been a cult classic in yeah. the yeah. UK for a while. Even made it you know, it feel like there has to be a reason yeah. that this is stuck around. Yeah. And there were parts that I absolutely loved. I At the same time, yeah. it was ugh, to Honestly? read. And the ending is blah, um, but but the characters. I'm I'm really sad that Jock died. I'm, I'm truly truly sad. He didn't die in the movie. Uh, <laughs> like the movie better. I'm completely okay with recommending books we have read. It's just yeah. Generally, the reason why I suggest books I read is because I know I love the, that particular book. Yeah, right. And I'm hoping you guys will love it as much as I do. That's the only reason why I it's okay, so I far have not. I mean, there are books I do want to read that I haven't read that I'm like, okay, I, I will eventually propose this as a book yes. to read. But I figured I'd you know wait a little while to get this book club yep. established more before. It's like, ha, ah, you're in my trap now. Let's so, do this. So really what you're doing is Doctor Whoing everyone. You're like, oh, you, have you seen Doctor Who? No, I haven't seen Doctor Who. <laughs> you exactly. gotta watch Doctor Who. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you're, you're sharing the fandom. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Have you read this? Oh my gosh, this is a great book. How yes. dare you not vote for this? <laughs> yes, yes. But, anyway. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Alright. Uh, last any, comments. Any last comments? Any last thing we want to talk about? I will say, on the one hand, I'm kind of glad I read it because the characters are really cool yes, characters yeah. and so it's just you know and from now on and if I do decide to go on with this thing I will be picturing Stephen Fry and yes. because you guys keep talking even though I haven't read or even though I haven't seen the movie I will 
from now on envision Jacques as Paul Bettany. <laughs> yeah, so Na- naked Paul Bettany. Naked. Paul oh Bettany. dear, not just Paul Bettany. <laughs> not like, just like, Paul from, Bettany. like from you know from Night's Tale, yeah. trudging, <laughs> trudging to trudge the long weary walk. <laughs> but yes. I, on the other hand, it's like I, I can't be too mad because. It, we were warned it's full of plot holes. Yeah. You yeah. know, we were told, okay, it's a character thing. It's not somewhat, you don't read it for, for the plot. Yeah. You read it because the characters are great. But at the same time, it's, I mean, I, I guess overall, if I had to give it a rating of 1 to 10, I'd probably give it a, like a 6. Just because, yeah. I mean, the characters are pretty cool, but it, it, it's one that I may or may not revisit. I probably won't revisit yeah. it again. Because some books, I will. But, I, yeah. I, I will. I won't have to finish the parts I, I skipped trying to finish get to the end. I, I will leave it with this one of one of my favorite quotes. One of the things I laughed aloud at. There were several things that Justin and I both laughed at. Um, but <laughs> okay, so it's morning and and the embassy has called, and and he has Jock come in to pretend like he's his secretary, and Jock answers and is all. You know, um, I'll go back a moment. It was this, um, Mr. Mordecai's secretary here. And then he got the giggles. Disastrous after yesterday's feast of beans. And so did I. And the telephone got dropped. <laughs> because um, I, when you have gas and you start laughing, and it just, because I've been there. The machine so. gun's out of control. Yeah, um, that's what I pictured, and Justin and I both started laughing, and I had to pause before I could even go on because we took turns reading out loud to each other. Yeah. Just to, you know, and so I will leave it at that because there are moments like that that make me laugh, <laughs> and that I really truly appreciated. Um, so I'll leave it. My what's my last comment on that? Uh, I would say if a person likes English humor and the the. Uh, uh, dry, say, dry witticisms yeah. and such. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say it is a good, it, it is a, a must-read for those people. But for somebody that doesn't get out of their comfort zone very much, I would steer clear. But uh, it, it, it did have its very, very hilarious points, <laughs> and at the same time, some very dark and disturbing points. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and if you're not familiar with it or used to it british humor is very different from like western it's humor extremely different i yes. i like it but it can be an acquired taste yes yeah. it, yes it can uh, i know people who don't like it at all oh yeah and so i oh, never yeah. recommend any of my favorite british shows to them yeah. <laughs> faulty towers <laughs> is incredible faulty towers i like yeah. keeping up appearances myself oh that's a great one yeah. i love how she's like it's pronounced bouquet it's pronounced bouquet and spelled bucket yeah <laughs> wait wait Final, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Get very deep. I enjoyed reading it. Um, it's not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> or coffee. Or coffee. Or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the time of day. Um, but, like I said, if you enjoy dry humor and, uh, you know, things British, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's move into recommendations for next month. Okay, so who's going first? Well, we have a list. Like a list. So, okay, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be recommending A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline L. Eagle. 
think it's Le Ingle. Le Ingle? Le Ingle. Madeline Le Ingle. I'm unfamiliar with the author. This is a kid's book in the same vein that Harry Potter yeah, is a, a kid's book. Air quote kid's book. Air quote kid's book. <laughs> yeah. Um, a Wrinkle in Time. I read the, the first chapter last night. You have this young girl who has uh, younger twin brothers and sisters. Her dad has disappeared. You get the feeling that this is potentially, you know, she's dealing with abandonment issues. She can't even think of her dad without crying. Um, but from the synopsis that I'm aware of, you find out that her father was experimenting with time travel and an alien has shown up from the future to like, hey, kids, we got to go rescue your dad. Yeah. Um, I was recommended this book by a co-worker. Um, this is possibly where Marvel Comics got the idea of the Tesseract from. Dang. Because there's a Tesseract in this book. In the comics, what is known as the Tesseract is called the Cosmic Cube. Okay. So okay. there tangentially is a Marvel connection. <laughs> um, but I've dark. read the first chapter. I liked it. It sounds like fun. There's a surprising number of, you know, kids' books that are just fun for everybody to read. Well, yeah. see, what you have to do is, is kids' book is a large title. You have yeah. Children's books, Caldecott Award, Award winners, which actually get the Caldecott Award is for the artwork. So it tends to be the picture books for the younger the younger set. But then you have the Newbery Award winners, like, which is like your game your, your fourth through, you know, seventh grade your you know, they're still considered children, but yeah. it's your older, older age group. Readers. Yeah. Older chapter readers books. are the are the yeah. chapter <laughs> books, not a lot of illustrations. So that's your Newbery Award winners. This is a Newbery Award winner. Nice. It is a very good book. Oh yeah. Okay. You, I yes. Well, okay. it's been years. It's I been have, years. I would I love to read it read, again. It's but. part of a trilogy. Mm. I have read all three books at least on four different occasions. <laughs> <laughs> so they're good. Okay. okay. Well, all right. Good choice. Okay. What's next on the list? Me. Okay. So I I am putting forward the Cuckoo's Calling, which is done by Robert Galbraith, which is the nom de plume of J.K. Rowling. Nice. She initially released this book under the name Robert Galbraith because she wanted to see if it would do well on its own not just because oh Harry Potter and it's because it's not you know a kid's book it's, it's not yeah. it's, it's a it's a it's kind of like a detective noir except modern day you've got cell phones you've got you know everything but he's still very much the flat foot, flat foot. he'll go out and you yeah. know pay, pound the pavement it's all about this uh, up and coming young model who you know, her death. She dies, and her death was ruled a suicide. She fell from her penthouse, you know, style apartment, on just on the street, and everyone's saying, "Oh, obviously a suicide." And the only one who thinks that, you know, who says anything about it was this woman who lives beneath her, and she's like this drug out, druggy. No one believes her that she heard them arguing, and so at the beginning, it's you know, obviously a suicide. Well, the girl's brother comes to this detective. His name is uh, Cormoran Strike and says, I think something else is up. 
it's completely, you know, I don't think it was a suicide. Can you please, please look at it for me? So it's him trying to solve this. He thinks it's a suicide, but he's trying to find the evidence. And, you know, at the same time, he's got this new assistant that, he, you know, it's only going to be there for two weeks. And so all this stuff is just happening. And it's basically a noir detective novel, except today. And I'm not nearly doing it justice <laughs> as far as how great it is. I think it's really great because it's just... It's a good story, and it shows how J.K. Rowling was able to move past her Harry Potter fame, like yeah. it, you know, which and it's just really well written, and it's you know, like you said, if you like noir detective at all, it's it's a really good read. It's it's you know everything you want from a noir detective story in modern times. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I forget his name, but the author or the the son of Stephen King did the same thing that Rowling did. Like, yeah. he published his first book to wide acclaim under a pen name because he yeah. wanted to make sure that it would be well-loved for... Wasn't something Hill? Something... Yes, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some... Um, Joseph? No. Jo- jo- so, Jonah something, Hill. Something like that. Jonah Hill. He, he's gone on to write uh, for either Image or Dark Horse, uh, Lock and Key. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, jo- he still writes under Jonah Hill even yeah. though he's the son of Stephen King. Yeah, he did, he did the same thing and it worked out well for him, too. So, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it, it was a really good story, and um, I—it's I, kind of a funny story. She before it got released, it got leaked by her publishers that oh, this is J.K. Rowling's book, and they she was like, the "They want the money," uh-huh. and she's like, "I wanted to see if it would do good without my name yeah. attached to it." Yeah. But it, it's really good, and I think everyone here would enjoy Stephen it. Stephen King had a fake name for a while too. Something. Yeah, he wrote under the name Richard Bachman. He Richard did. Bachman. He did four novels under that name. I don't know if it was a secret though. I thought it was originally. Was it? Wanted, it? Yeah. Um, okay. Right, next okay. On next one on the list is Wayne. Okay. Uh, in that case, I am recommending the Swiss Family Robinson by Johann D. Weiss. W Y S S. It's a book that I have read, probably read the first time in fourth grade fourth or fifth grade and I read it at least six times and the Disney movie while an enjoyable movie uh, does not follow the book or do the book justice in any way shape or form (laughs) as you do but uh, it it is it's a book that I enjoyed reading and uh, would enjoy reading again and if you haven't read it it's worth reading it, it's about a family of Swiss immigrants that are on a ship voyage uh, to be, you know, immigrants at another location, and uh, very timely. They they get shipwrecked, mm-hmm. and this family uh, is a father, mother, and son, and a couple of daughters. Isn't there? No, it, it's like four boys. There were no girls in it. That's Disney. Uh, there weren't. There weren't daughters in the Disney movie either. But, anyways, they, they, uh, they're they're there on the island for, I, I forget the total period. Something like you know five years or something before somebody discovers them, and they've they've managed to uh, make a life. Not only survive, but to but to thrive in the environment and and it just follows step by step of what they do and how they do it and uh, 
Well done, book. Next on the list is Justin. I am going to recommend Ian Fleming's Casino Royale. Oh, nice. we were just talking about both. Yes. Um, most everybody knows uh, James Bond, 007. Uh, th- this book, of course, it's more British. <laughs> uh, You've read a lot of British books, but it's, it's <laughs> earlier British. It's nineteen six, early nineteen sixties British. So even more obscure. So, uh, but maybe not as obscure as, as the other one because we've seen so many James Bond movies. Yes. But uh, I, I, I chose this one because, uh, well, partly on a whim, uh, just uh, today. But. Um, I, it's a book that I've seen, I've read snippets here and there from uh, out, out in, in articles and such, and I've heard quotes from it, and I, I think it's about time I read this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so, the first one. And it's yeah. the first yeah. book in the, in the, in the series. In the, in the series. Uh, of course, it's a, the series, go, it goes, Ian Fleming, I think he did five novels in James Bond, or six, six. Or six. and then there's uh, three or four more authors mm-hmm. that carry on the Bond name. Oh, even now, there are... Even oh, yeah. now, they they're, have, they're still being written. They're, they're still yeah. being written under... Movies are still being made. And they're <laughs> still making movies, yes. and... Uh, Quantum of Solace was yeah. an incredible Bond book. The movie... Have absolutely nothing to do with the book. See, that actually makes me feel better because I loved, I I love the reboot of the Bond movies, oh, but yeah. I did not really like Quantum. I wanted to love it. I they stole the title from because the the book yeah. is a series of three short stories, him coming off the field and being reevaluated for psychological like. We don't know if you're ready to be back on the field. That sounds like the beginning of Skyfall. Yeah, that is the beginning of Skyfall. It's three short stories okay. that oh, yeah, him Quantum telling him while he's being... Yeah. Like, he's... That's why it's Quantum of Solace. Like, he's uh, in... So, you know, he's... Okay. He's yeah, the Quantum of Solace call, movie was... Yeah, yeah. having the to contemplate about what he's just Casino Royale and Skyfall were good. Oh, yeah. yeah. But a great book... They just snagged the title from a book and... Okay. Because it's James Bond. James they can book. do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next on the list is Bonnie. All right. I am recommending a book that I have read twice. Um, so we know it's good. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, it's called... It's been a while. Um, uh, no, don't, don't do that. Uh, you read it twice. We don't want the name of it. Um, <laughs> I just blanked. It's by Piers Anthony. All right, and that narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, ah, here we go. Prothso plus. P R O S T H O plus. All right. I lost you. Sorry. P R O P R O S T H O. Okay. Plus. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. This is. Um, I'll read you the like. Basically, it's the back cover of it. What's keeping you from your grand tour of the universe? Are you afraid of being caught out in the vastness of space without, with a painful cavity and no one capable of fixing it? Well, fear not. The ga- galaxy is simply teeming with dentists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear goodness. For, <laughs> for Dr. Dillingham, dentist of Earth, it was the shock of his life. Captured by alien, aliens, forced to fix a strange cavity and an even stranger mouth, then whisked off to deep space. 
But luckily for the good dentist, Dillingham discovered that he liked zooming about the galaxy, solving unprecedented problems, and making new and decidedly different acquaintances. And when he was offered the choice to apply to the Galactic University of Dentistry as Earth's first and only applicant, Dillingham had a choice to make. Go back to a safe little world of bored housewives and miles of braces, or make a mark for mankind among the teeth of the stars. It was really no choice at all. So it's about a dentist in outer space meeting aliens, and, and, and it's delightful. <laughs> and it's Piers Anthony, and he's a great writer of science fiction. If you've never read anything by Piers Anthony, go find any of his books and read it. He's a great author. I've read many, many of his books and will read many more, I am sure. But that, this is the one I am recommending nice. this month. Okay, Luz. Um, oddly similar to, to Bonnie's selection, actually, um, <laughs> My my offering is uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Ooh, Douglas oh, Adams. Yes, that one. Yeah. Um, uh, let me let me pull up my phone here. I, I've actually started this book years ago, and then something happened to the actual book that I had, and I lost it. I never finished it, but I wanted to. Um, okay, so the book opens up with Arthur Dent mm-hmm. trying and unfortunately failing to keep his house from being like. Uh, plowed over to make way for basically like a highway mm-hmm. in, in England. He's an Englishman. Um, and then uh, for, fortuitously enough, the same thing is basically happening to Earth from from uh, intergalactic beings. Um, <laughs> yes. The, the series follows the adventures of Arthur Dent, uh, Ford Prefect, who named himself after the Ford Prefect car to blend in with what was assumed to be the dominant life form of the planet, automobiles. Uh, Zaphod Beeblebrox, Ford's semi-cousin and the galactic president, uh, the depressed robot Marvin the paranoid android, and Trillian, a woman Arthur once met at a party in Illington and the only other human survivor of Earth's destruction. That's the opening of the book. The book opens with the planet being destroyed, and then it continues. You have no yes. <laughs> and, and Arthur is kind of just this, this seemingly random guy. He's just like a guy caught up in this intergalactic series of misadventures, and it's just so funny. Oh, my God, it's so great. It's also British, but to a lesser degree than what we just read. Like, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, easier to just get it. into. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> There's still some slang and Britishism here and there, but you, you kind of just know automatically what they are. So Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we will vote. Brennan? Uh, Hitchhiker's. Hitchhiker's Guide. Okay. Um, I'm going to vote. Ooh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm I'm just going to go with the wrinkle in time because that sounds good to you. Wayne? You can't see it, but his face is a mask of pain. <laughs> <laughs> Must pick between too many good books. Ah! We did this to ourselves last time, too. Yeah, yeah we did. It just shows we have good taste. Okay. Yeah. We all yes. have good taste in books. Realistically, I don't think either, I don't think any session has ended with us unanimously. I mean, we can't statistically, but there's yeah. never been an overwhelming book. It's always been it's like always one been or like, two yeah. votes that And not because they all suck, because they all are so there's good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Oh, sorry. I want to go here, but I want to go here. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like... Um, I'll go for Wrinkle in Time. Okay. Lewis? Uh, I'm going to go for The Cuckoo's Calling. I am extremely curious what her writing is like outside of Harry Potter. I've never read it. It's so. really fun, but I'm sorry. Okay, Justin? Uh, I know, so many good ones. Yeah... Uh, 
I have to decide on which genre I want to read. Yeah, that's what yeah. it comes down to. Which genre yeah. do you want to read next you month? You may need to address that in the future. <laughs> <laughs> in the future, we can only recommend sci-fi. Right. <laughs> that would be interesting for future episodes, actually. Actually, three of the books are sci-fi. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, we'll pick another one. Yeah, but then we have Spy. And <laughs> you can't go for yours. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with... Uh, uh, I'm sorry... Uh, but the dentist in space, Prosto Plus, okay. sounds extremely Bonnie. interesting. Well, I. That was perfect. That was perfect. That was, I think that's what you all feel like. <laughs> okay, I love Ring Time. I've read it. I love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I've read it. Doesn't mean I wouldn't like to read either one of those again. Something I've wanted to read and haven't is Casino Royale. So I'm going to vote for Casino Royale, James Bond movie. But, you know, what well, do we have? It Where looks like the us? winner is A Wrinkle in Time with two votes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll put something else. You vote? Did you vote? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's six votes here. Right. I voted for A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, okay. oh, okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. A Wrinkle in Time. All right. A Wrinkle in Time it is. All right. So, awesome. Alright, um, good book. Okay, so if anyone wants to tune in next time, we'll be reading A Wrinkle in Time. Who's the author? The author is... Madeline, Madeline Lingle. Lingle. L apostrophe E capital E N G L E. Yeah, so it's like Madeline Lingle. Like Lamar. If you have Scribd... He doesn't have what's If you have Scribd, it is available as both a text book and an audio book. Um... So if anyone were to try the 14th day free trial, you could get the book for free. Is, is it also, I feel like it might be one of those books that's public domain at this point? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, it's not that old. Okay. Um, I know I love Scribd, and I'm secretly hoping they'll sponsor this podcast. <laughs> but since we only come out once a month, I doubt that'll happen. But Hey, whatever. You know, hey, it's... Like you said, if you want to try their 14-day free trial, you can get the book for free. Nice. See you guys next time. Alrighty. So, there you have it. Um, Episode 3 of the Bookies Podcast. Next month, we'll be reading A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, Since the recording of this episode, Disney has announced that they are developing a movie based off of A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, We didn't talk about that. We won't be talking about that because we honestly recorded the episode before the news was announced. Um, Maybe we'll do a little podcast about how, like, what we think a movie's going to be like. I don't know. A little shorty, uh, short podcast. Um, But we'll see what happens. I'm curious to see what Disney does with it. I think they did a great job with the Narnia films. I have all the faith in the world that they'll do uh, Wrinkle in Time justice. And after reading the book, I think it definitely deserves a movie. Um, So meet back with us next month for Wrinkle in Time. You have an entire month to read the book. Um, It is a fun read. Um, And don't forget, 10% off DestinyComics.com with the promo code DON'T. D-O-N-T that lets us know you listen to this podcast and therefore you are worthy of a 10% discount. Thank you and I hope you had uh, or enjoyed this podcast and I hope you have an amazing day.